It's the Degreeable Podcast. So I have a headache and I blame Joe. Hi, Colin. Hi, Joe. Hi, everybody. This is Degreeable. And I might probably do sound a bit miserable. It's because I've got a bit of a headache and it's all because of Joe. It's all Joe's fault, isn't it, Joe? Apparently it's my fault. It is because... Is, is it because we're drinking? Yeah, basically, uh, I've not had much to... I don't think I've had any water today. I've had no water. All I've drunken today is like cider, which is a very sugary, alcoholic beverage. And I'm still drinking now. And still it's giving me a bit of a head pain. Yeah. So I feel like an old man. Pretty much a couple of episodes ago, if you were listening, we would have pretty much told you about alcohol and had a random discussion about alcohol. Yeah, we did. Actually, yeah. There's some some level of advice where it kind of said you can have a great time without drinking, <laughs> and here we are yeah. drinking again. And in fact, it was Joe's idea to drink this episode. He wanted to um, break open a, open a bottle of Southern Comfort and uh, chow down, as it were. But here we are drinking from. We're like a bunch. We're like two chavs. Like we're drinking from cans of cider. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, you're Thanks. Trav. We're both Travs. We're very Travs. Anyway, God, I'm slurring my words. I must be really drunk. The thing is, like, I'm. You say I'm probably drunk, but I've only had like two drinks. <laughs> speaking about drunk, um, Colin. So this this episode, guys, we're going to actually be speaking about Ed Sheeran. Speaking about drunk, what do you think of that song "Drunk" by Ed Sheeran? I'll be drunk again. That is a perfect segue. I think Joe wins the award for best <laughs> segue in a podcast. That was fantastic. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Ed Sheeran this episode because uh, I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who he is. He's quite a big name in the world of music. Uh, British singer-songwriter, Mr. Ed Sheeran. He started out a couple of years ago. I think he became quite prominent in uh, British radio and British music. And I think he's pretty much conquered the world now. He went on a massive US and probably worldwide tour. And now he's known around the world. He did a big piece over in uh, Japan, I believe, as well. Yeah, he's big around the world, which is just fantastic. I've got a a small story to say about Ed Sheeran, but I just wanted to bring him up because I've recently been listening to his new song, Sing. S-I-N-G. That spells Sing. Sing. A. Uh, The reason why I say that is because of the way... um, it's actually presented on like the the solo or the single, sorry, should I say? Yeah, like the way it's kind of spelled, it just says S I N G. Yeah, it does. It's like in a, it's like a square. That's S I yeah. then below it N G. So it's yeah, like a square. It's really creative, really creative. Really good song, which actually kind of reminds me of. It's got a very Spanish influence, and no, it doesn't. It, it, there's a certain <laughs> amount of Spanish influence if you listen to it in terms of the rhythms of how actually the guitar is played, um, which, to be honest, his influence or his style of playing guitar actually does. Sp- support um kind of the early like if you go quite far back in uh, spanish music this kind of the way of playing a spanish guitar actually kind of does favor towards that um but then also it has that kind of that late 90s early uh you know early uh, millennium um kind of feel from like kind of them old r&b songs like usher and all that kind of stuff like yeah, I can I can definitely relate to that. It does sound like an Usher song. Like there's a bit in it where really he um, weird, but it works. He goes really high pitch. Yeah. When I first heard it, I was like, "Why is he doing that? That's cringe." But now I've as I've continued to listen to it, it fits. It just works, and it does. It sounds like how Usher goes in some of his songs. Yeah. Do you ever listen to the song by Usher called Climax? I have. Climax, climax. Ugh. That's how he sounds in it. That almost sounded orgasmic, mate. It was orgasmic. I mean, the song is that song <laughs> by Usher is obviously. Did you climax? 
a little bit in my pants there. But um, <laughs> that song by Usher is obviously about, you know, orgasming. It's called Climax, for God's sake. Come on. You know that's what he's trying to hint at. Come on. Come. Oh, come on, my face. Yes. Anyway, back to Mr. Ed Sheeran, our boy Ed, representing the UK. I always love it. Whenever I see him perform live on TV or, you know, you see videos of him on his tour dates, he's always wearing a hoodie. It's like an orange hoodie. It's like part of his... Um, Possible part of his act, yeah. like do you remember the Olympics back in 2012, the London Olympics? He of course pers- I do. He it was either the opening ceremony or the closing ceremony. He performed a few songs, and I remember like it's really you know really important occasion for Britain and the UK and England and everywhere. Like you know like, we're representing the UK, the world is watching. You know really want to you know show we're we're proud to be British. And then Ed Sheeran walks on in a hoodie and just starts singing songs and walks off again, and you're like. He's just got out of bed. He's like a uni student. It's great. But something about that just makes him very... He almost seems approachable um, on the same level as your working day hero, your working you day work, citizen. Your working day Joe. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. average Joe. Yeah, yeah average thank Joe. You, thank you for that one. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> what I meant. So, yeah, Sing. Really good song. Um, obviously, it's released now. Um, I don't know if it's released now, but the, the song's being played a lot on radio and, you know... Is it not released now? I'll do some research. Let me have a look on my iPad. You keep talking. Co- Colin's going to find out if it's actually released yet. I thought it was. I, I swear I've seen it on TV now. Um, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Um, I don't think there's a music video for it. I don't think so. Not yet, anyway. No, they they did something with it, um, a live oh, okay. thing for it. But I thought it would have been released if he was doing live stuff. For it. Maybe, maybe I'm just wrong. And um, but that, before, before, we get be in, yeah, before we get into his new stuff, let's, uh, we've always mentioned his new stuff. Mm. But let's go back and look at his older stuff. Like, you know... His original album, well, I say original, his first album was called Plus. Yeah, so with, with Plus, which would you say is your favourite track off oh, of Plus? easily Small Bump. You heard that one? Yeah, I have. I love that song. I remember when I first heard that song by Ed Sheeran, I was like just stunned at how... It's sort of heartbreaking, you know? Yeah. I think doing some... I looked into it, like the song is about one of his close friends who um, she got pregnant and it, uh, she had a miscarriage. I think it was like yeah. um, four months into the pregnancy. Like she made all these plans, you know, looking forward to starting a family and then just out of nowhere had a miscarriage. And the song is dedicated... What it's, I don't know if dedication is the right word. It's sort of... Um, it's almost in respect yeah. of... Um, the circumstances yeah he um is respecting it as well and the, the subject matter is really strong the video for it is really quite sad as well he's, i, I, he's I love a, the lyrics though in the sense if you know how yeah. well he does that you know taking quite a literal lyric in a sense um you know when he's kind of saying about um obviously small bump referring to you know pregnancy. yeah but, but, i mean <laughs> yeah, i'm obviously. trying to remember what the exact lyric is there's a lyric about um like um pretty much referring to like a baby's hand kind of like holding on to his finger or something like that um, you know, you know, kind of something like that. It's very kind of relatable um, in that sense. Is you can imagine how emotional that first kind of, you know, the first time you kind of your kid holds your ha- hand or your you know your fingers or that, how emotional that is and how fantastic that is that feeling, and the way he links it all in is you know really really good. I love that. Yeah, it's it can be quite. Diff- I mean, I can imagine if there's people you know who've been through that you know whole miscarriage experience, how you know. 
it must be quite a difficult listen listening to that song but it's as you said you said about the lyrics his lyric writing is just fantastic in all his songs he's just a very clever man mm. i think he's only about a year older than us which is quite worrying because what he, what he's achieved uh, he is two years older than us i believe let's have a look um, ed sheeran was born on wikipedia ed sheeran was born on the 17th of february 91 so yeah he's a year older than us only a year, only older, a year older. older that's scary so i know someone um who i work with currently actually who mm. um when he was back on the kind of London scene, uh, the London music scene, he actually did quite a lot of work when Ed Sheeran was unsigned. Mm. He actually did do some music work with Ed Sheeran. Oh. Um, you know, he worked with Ed Sheeran, a lot of other unsigned artists, uh, Passenger. Um, Passenger. Is that the one who does... Um, oh, when the starts to blow, only a lover when you let it go. Yeah, let it go. That's Is that Passenger? Song. Yeah, the only yeah, song that guy's famous for. Really? Yeah. 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 Anyway, moving on. So that actually links on to the story I had with Ed Sheeran, actually, because I did some work experience up in London about two, three years ago now. God, three years ago, it must be. And um, one of the people who worked there um, had a passion for producing music. He worked in sales, but he had a passion for it because it was at a radio station. So obviously he had access to the studio. So on his free time, he'd come in and he'd book out the studios and just have a go playing around with the setup and stuff. And his fr- he was good friends with Ed Sheeran. Uh, he'd known him for years. And he was telling me how how he began how he became you know as successful as he is now what he did because he he's from yorkshire he moved down to london literally just on his own no money just literally moved down to london and slept rough for about a year he just performed at anywhere he could any little pub any little club he slept on floors he slept on sofas anything and he was just so you know what's the word he's so dedicated you're dedicated and determined to become you know a, a global superstar which he pretty much is heading towards now and I think he really deserves it. He's, he's, he's obviously you can tell all the songs are written. He writes his own songs. He's um, a very passionate and talented songwriter, and I think he deserves it because it just you can't not listen to his songs and just not fall in love with him. He's got such a nice voice. Yeah, you just want to ha- you just want to make sweet love to his voice. I do. That's one way of putting it. It is the only way to put it, Joe. I want to make love to that voice. It's gorgeous. <laughs> It's great. Um, I, I just looked on the Wikipedia page for Sing. It was released on the 7th of April. So it's been out for about just over oh. uh, two about two months now, which is crazy. Uh, and uh, I didn't realise it was um, production. It, the song features production and additional vocals from Pharrell Williams. That's not surprising, really. Mm, and it's classed as an R&B song. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm, that's weird. Like, what does R&B stand for? It's rap and blues or something, isn't it? No. Something like that. It's rhythm and blues. Rhythm and blues. Oh, I almost got it. Yeah, I guess. Rap and blues. There you go. There's a new one. Rap and blues. <laughs> and it's also classed as funk as well. Doesn't know if yeah, no. I would, I would say it's got a certain funk element. Um, yes, yeah. You know, kind of that, definitely that R&B influence. Very early R&B, I'd say. Um, influence it with that kind of production line from, I'd say, early kind of um, 2000 um, kind of vibe with that kind of acoustic kind of indie feel which he uh you know has always, always had really yeah i mean it, i mean looking at the i'm still on the wikipedia page because wikipedia is your friend and uh looking under it's the my friend <laughs> critical reception part and it's saying how uh critics have um compared him to justin timberlake and how he sounds and oh I, really i would you know that the latest album justin timberlake released um what was that song and you're staring back at me i can look at my heart um oh. nervous 
Mirrors, I think. So, yeah, that was a really good song. And it is similar to that, how, you know, Justin Timberlake can go high-pitched and, you know, that's what Ed Sheeran's okay. done in this new song. But I, that, that, that's yeah. more common, you know, that's more common on someone's vocal range, which there's a lot of artists who have that kind of vocal range, really. Um, I, I wouldn't compare them to personally. In my personal opinion, I would say they're very different styles of artists. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're similar, but they just have different upbringings because, you know, you know, Justin Timberlake was became famous through NSYNC. Yeah, but it's a completely different genre, really. Yeah. You know, if like if you look at the two lines of genre which they're both going into, it is off two separate fields. Yes, um, Ed Sheeran's kind of he's dabbling in the homo- you know kind of rhythm and blues section as well at the moment, that R and B section. But that, that, that's more kind of down to production line, I think, than anything else. Um, rather than what I would you know kind of classes what I've seen as his direction um, for his music. Um, his passion seems to be really with that acoustic kind of folk. Kind of indie kind of feel yeah yeah i'm just looking at i'm still uh searching ed sheeran's name so online speaking about ed sheeran <laughs> um a song which not necessarily a lot of people have um heard necessarily um mm-hmm. unless they've listened to some of his earlier kind of unreleased albums have you heard the song little lady no i have not okay. tell me more so tell little, me more, little lady is the original version of the a-team yeah. So this is the version which then kind of messed about with to make or to create the A-Team. The original version of um, the song was written as Little Lady. Um, parts of it got took out and that made the A-Team. Little Lady actually featured a rap artist. I cannot remember who it was. Um, but it's got a you know, massive rap section throughout you know, throughout the song. And it's a lot, lot darker. Um, if you listen to the lyrics, you know, the lyrics are pretty extreme um, in the sense of it kind of talks about you know, this kind of girl moving down to London, uh, moving with her uncle to get a better life, really. And then all she gets from it is actually, you know, kind of she gets, um, you know, kind of he makes her work as a prostitute and, you know, work in the streets of London. And eventually, um, in the story of the son, he actually, kind of in a blind moment of rage, um, trying to protect himself, actually kills her. And it speaks about her, you know, kind of in the boot of his murk in the street. Um, I think that's an exact quote of the lyric. Um, but yeah, so it's you know, it's quite a dark song. But actually, it puts the context of the A Team and the video of the you know the film into much much better context. Yeah. Um, so definitely worth a listen to that one. Yeah, I'm just looking on the once again the Wikipedia page for A Team that says it. Uh, it confirms what Joe said about Little Lady. Apparently, the chorus from A Team is the one from Little Lady. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like all these little uh, nods to open. Because, God, was that really released in 2011? I remember when you played that to me. You're the first person who played that song to me. And um, I think you might have said that this guy's going to become massive. And here we are. Here we are. Three years Um, later. The other um, band which actually I've um, played to you recently is a band um, called Rixton, who were an unsigned band, really unsigned band. I saw them, you know, I kind of started seeing their music videos when they first started coming onto like YouTube and things like that. When they start, first kind of started getting into that kind of internet stream. And it was only, what, three days ago I actually saw their video for their new song, um, I think it's My Broken Heart, actually showed on um, the music channels on TV. Wow. What music channels? Uh, I think it was like Heart Radio or something like that. Great. Everyone loves that. Um, and Capital, I saw on as well. So, Capital. You know, yeah, it was, you know, kind of these radio station, uh, you know, kind of TV channels. But um, 
you know, it still is on TV and, you know, that's still a massive break, you know, ultimately for any band to get to that point. And it's kind of nice when you see a band, you say they're going to make it big and you've been watching from the start and then you see them, you know, kind of make it break. You know, it's kind of similar to that um, cover band, which a lot of people will probably know, Boys Avenue. Yeah, isn't their whole career based around covers? Um, They've made a massive name for themselves with covers. They yeah. were the first cover... They were really the first of these kind of bands to kind of broadcast using YouTube um, and make a name for themselves just using YouTube, really, and just doing acoustic covers. And that's a really good way of doing things, actually. It's inspired me a lot, personally. Mm. As you know, uh, we've discussed this a lot for ourselves. Um, And, uh, yeah, they inspired a lot of other artists to do the same. But they're very known for it. And I saw, you know, some of their very early work. And... I've been kind of following them from pretty much the start. Um, yeah. I've kind of gone off them a little bit now just because they're kind of getting a little bit... Samey. Yeah, they've kind of got a little bit set in their ways and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of got to that stage where there's a lot of new twists which are coming around from other artists um, who are trying to get into the field. So they're doing something a bit more different, hmm. which kind of is more interesting, more inspiring now at this current point. Yeah. I'm not, point in time. I'm not sure how I feel about people who, you know, just make a try and make a name for themselves by uploading covers to YouTube. Yeah. Because fair enough, like you get bands like Boyce Avenue, you know, do it really well. But then you get the sort of um what's the word? Like people who upload songs to YouTube and it it's like a bit like they're trying are, so are you, hard. Are you one of the, about the people who have a really kind of basic, kind of mediocre setup in their like have study or spare no, room no, with no. a couple of microphones, couple no, of not chairs? No, not that at all. Actually, the complete opposite. I, like people who have a really good setup, you know, like a really professional-looking setup, a really high-quality camera, really cool microphones, and they're just trying too hard, and they're very yeah. average at best. And you're just thinking to yourself. What, what they're putting too much emphasis on the video they should be putting emphasis on the audio the mm. song like and you think is this what it's come to it's all about who makes the prettiest looking video that's what convinces I don't, people I don't to think watch. it is but I mean you know kind of from our angle you know what we've discussed mm. obviously we've discussed the whole thing of actually utilising this uh, good summer which we're meant to be having in England and actually kind of doing kind of like a little bit of a beach tour thing um, kind of going around and actually playing original songs couple of covers and then uploading them kind of one by one from each different beach but i think you know, on youtube but, and that, that's something a little bit nicer you know it's kind of a little bit fresh it's a little bit out there that's a nice idea but surely at the end of the day it all comes down to how it sounds because if it doesn't sound nice people aren't going to keep coming back and listen of course of course so i think that's what you know these people who upload stuff to youtube that's what they need to concentrate on don't worry about this stupid cool looking cameras or you know the fancy filters or you know getting your hair all gelled up like me and joe both have right now it's a bit embarrassing but um yeah just focus on how you sound work on your voice don't work on the bloody video i, I think the thing that kind of, you know i really try to focus on i think this is so much ed sheeran actually if you watch him live he focuses on as well just to bring it back to him a little bit yeah um full circle full, is circle. It a full circle whoa we've managed it finally um <laughs> is the um have kind of that real acoustic edge so when you you know when he's doing live stuff it is very raw it's very stripped back and that's what i think makes a difference makes a difference to doing these kind of youtube videos the ideal thing is to be doing something live very stripped back very acoustic very different or it's got to be fully out there fully live and very well recorded um 
and generally for that kind of thing you need a lot higher spec equipment than a lot of people can afford to record something live and really 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 well it's really embarrassing when they have all that really good equipment and they just don't sound very good I know what you mean you're like oh cringe 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 so yeah look at look at some of the acoustic artists out there um, Ed Sheeran's done it quite a few times the really kind of strip back acoustic stuff very raw kind of stuff including actually sing he does a um live version of that you can if you search for ed sheeran sing on youtube you'll be able to find it it's uh the fourth one down i think yeah um but you know he just literally it's him a guitar and a loop pedal and that's exactly kind of from my, my perspective what these kind of acoustic su- stuff should be you know it's very stripped back it's very raw so i love just playing you know my acoustic guitar you know kind of some doing vocals you know acoustic bass with yourself and you know, kind of going what we can do from there, and that's you know, it makes a good sound, and it's very raw, it's very yeah interesting. Well, I think that's about all we've got time for this week on Degreeable. So yes, pretty much the outcome of this podcast is that you should go out and listen to his new song "Sing." That's Ed Sheeran, and then go and pre-order his new album, which is out. Let me have a look. Twenty-third of June. Wait. But oh, that's not fair. It's out on the 23rd of June worldwide, but New Zealand get it on the 20th of June. How's that fair? Damn New Zealanders. Um, that's simply because I believe he actually recorded it in New Zealand. Did he really? I believe so. Wow. Well, knowledge is the bomb. Farrell Williams was recording his stuff out or filming out in New Zealand all the time, wasn't he? Cool story, bro. Right. Thank Random you for listening, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. We will speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.